Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Are you aware? This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Quip, better oral health made simple. Visit getquip.com slash macvoices to get your first refill free. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is a talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This Mac Voices Live discussion focuses on Cybersecurity Awareness Month, which is October, in case you didn't know. We touch on the obvious password security and usage, but we also dig into uh, what antivirus software that our panel is or is not running and why they are or are not running it. We talk about uh, two-factor authentication and authentication apps and why it's probably one of your first best lines of defense if it's available. Let's go in and let the panel do the talking. All right, um, Patrice, you you threw in an article into our Slack um, that you want to talk about, and I've I'm going to let you talk about it because I'm kind of curious <laughs> as to why you think this was so interesting. If I could remember what I put in, oh yeah, um, the the uh, Google Apps thing. Yes, yeah, um, and I'll throw it into the chat while you're talking. So I found it interesting. I mean, Google has been one of those companies that like all their iOS apps were kind of very, 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 very late to anything Apple introduced. Like it took them forever to introduce like uh, dark mode or multi-window support on the iPad or like all of those, like all of those nice features that iOS has, Google took forever to get them. And the reason for that was usually that they that they have so much custom code because like it's basically Android on iOS. Like if you look at Google apps, they look like Android, like Android apps with material and everything, but they run on iOS. And Google apparently at some point earlier this year uh, or last year decided to switch and to not do that anymore and to not waste time on fighting fighting the, the iOS like system. And trying to implement their own stuff and and just be more iOS-like. And that is, I mean, given how, how big Google is and, and like big companies tend to do stuff like that, very interesting. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is, is it just me who has a problem with, with Google apps on iOS or is that like a general thing? No, not you. In fact, one of the most validating moments was when I uh, looked at it a, a Google Calendar app on my friend's Android. And I was like, oh, good. It sucks for you too. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that was sucking in particular is you can't add a calendar on the mobile app. Like I have to go to the desktop browser to like wow. alter my calendars at all. And mm -hmm. anyway, um, yeah, no, no, they've been awful. When they introduce a new feature, you just have to know, well, I can't use this for a long time you know, a year or two sometimes for some of the new features. Um, this is if I don't use a lot of Google apps and partly it's because I find them annoying. Um, and so I found ways not to, but when it's shared, that's your choice. Like that's, that's the option. And I'm not willing to be hopeful yet, but I'm hoping I can hope. This kind of ties into a discussion that we had a few weeks ago, I think. Because this is kind of the opposite of all the companies that are moving to Electron. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, you know, 
Google is moving away from a cross-platform development and saying, no, we're going to do native development on Android and native development on iOS. Uh, and yeah, I, you know, I think this is a very interesting story. Well, I was going to say Patrice may in fact be the only person who has a problem with Google apps on iOS because I don't use them. They <laughs> I, drive I do, me up the wall I, and every once in a while I try and then I fail and then I get mad and then I rage quit and delete everything and then go back to, you know, whatever <laughs> I was using as the alternative instead. So like, I don't have a Gmail app on my phone. I have a mail app that checks my Gmail address, but it is not the one from Google. And I actively don't use them because every time I do, it's just really frustrating. And so I've mm -hmm. more or less stopped. And um, so like, yeah, that was going to be my zippy reply was, you know, of course not, because okay, I, so I do use maps and mail and I don't have a big problem with them. So yeah, I'm, I'm, that's about and Chrome occasionally. So, no, so Kelly and Patrice, what does the widget that I like the Google search widget? I use yeah. that a lot. But Kelly and Patrice, which which apps are you referring to that you just are really frustrated with and you rage delete them? Um, Maps and I have a contentious relationship. Mm -hmm. I would say it's complicated, um, but that's the one that is the least aggravating most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um. Most of what I find aggravating about it is not using it. It's, um, I want your data. No. How about now? No. How about now? No. How about now? No. Mm. Okay. How about now? <laughs> no. So, yes. So like that one, you know, and, and like, so that I find really frustrating. Like when I open the app, that's the only time. And the rest of the time, GTFO, that's my stance. Mm -hmm. And, and like Google maps seems to not be able to wrap its head around me going, no, if it's not open, no. Um, so that one I'm frustrated with. I've tried the the Gmail app, like the official Gmail app, and I find it frustrating. Um, and the Google um, Office stuff, uh, mm -hmm. Google Docs and Google Sheets, like I've tried to use those. Even just I'm going to open it and look at the thing. I don't have to do any editing. I don't have to actually do anything in this document that got shared with me. I was just going to peek at it on my phone real quick or peek at it on my iPad real quick and take a look at, um, you know, show notes for something or somebody mm -hmm. shared a document with me and I just need to take a look at it. And um, I find them endlessly frustrating. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like the, the office stuff, especially, I mean, our company uses still a lot of, I mean, we're moving away from it, but we're still doing a lot of like Google Docs and Google Sheets and so on. And like, I open them sometimes on my iPad and it's frustrating. I mean, it's like, it, it doesn't fit. It doesn't work right. Like, like sometimes it, like it, it's like, it behaves really weird. Is that, yeah, that going to be something that using iOS APIs is going to fix or is it just suck? Um, I think so because I mean, if you look at if you look at uh, um, if you look at Excel, for example, which is I mean pretty decent on an iPad, 
Right, mm -hmm. but and that, that uses a... a lot of and no, and that uses a lot of iOS stuff. Like it's it's like the behavior of the system doesn't really fit, and that's that's the problem. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't use Google Docs on any platform, so I don't really know, and it's partly why I'm asking. But I do hear a lot of negative stuff about it on any mm -hmm. platform. So, you know, I mean, just because <laughs> yeah. something has iOS APIs doesn't mean it's going to be good necessarily. It could still suck. It is really That's good fair. in a browser on 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 macOS. Like that, it works okay. really well there. So at like... least at least in the browser, it's the same experience for everybody. Like right. if you're on a if you're on a Chromebook and using Google Docs in a browser, if you're on a Windows machine and using Google Docs in a browser, if you're on a Mac and using Google Docs in a browser, it's sort of the same for everybody. Um, the thing that's annoying about it is annoying to me across all platforms. So yay, um, <laughs> yes. but. And because it's I, I, it's something to do with keyboard commands, like I can't mm -hmm. right click and copy paste or something. I have to use the keyboard. I don't remember what it was, but there's there's some dumb thing that like I can't seem to teach myself. But that's the one that but at least like it's consistent across all all browsers, more or less. And so like if you you know, if you're using it in a browser, it's going to basically look the same and any hurdle you have with it isn't going to be anything to do with the operating system wrapped around that browser. It's just. This is what Google Docs is and does, and there you go. Yeah, I, I would have thought it would have been pretty browser Im implemented on iOS and every other platform anyway. I mean, um, it doesn't run in a like a WK web view or do you, do you know? It's actually they yeah, actually it's... they actually have native. Mm -hmm. um, like all yeah. the things are, are native. That's yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah, export them. Yeah. Oh, David, you're awake. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just listening. So okay. before we leave this topic, uh, Webb in the chat room says, where is Jay Miller when we need him regarding Google Docs? <laughs> That's true. Uh, he wasn't going to be here, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he no. said he wasn't going to be here, and I don't think we need, need him in this discussion. We have enough trouble with him in the reasonable discussions. But so. his eye is twitching right now, and he's not sure why. So I'll have to yeah. text him later and yeah. clue him in. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm with him on Google Docs too. So uh, if he's mm. if he's a guest, I'm with him on that one. It, it's not fun. I didn't say it was great. I said it was consistent across all yeah. browsers. Yes. I didn't say it was a great yeah. experience. I just said it was the same. Mm -hmm. That's different, right. and that's an important distinction. Absolutely. So I wanted to get a little bit into Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Um, you know, we've Yes, hello. It, in, inevitably, inevitably, when we bring this topic up, we we tend to focus a bit on passwords. And so I want to kind of skip over that just a little bit um, and, and talk about some of the other things that you can or should be doing. And, and one of the things I was curious with this group is to find out who's running what antivirus software on their Macs, if any, and why do you feel that it's a good idea at this point? Um, so let's see who, where haven't we started? Um, uh, Brittany, I'll, I'll, I'll pull you right out of the middle. Are you running Hi. the antivirus? Not on my computer, but on a beloved relative, um, who is well-meaning and susceptible. Uh, I run it on hers. <laughs> okay. Which one? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you, uh, you know. the one that everyone recommended that if you say the name, I can say yes, but it's not coming to me right now. That Sophos. one. Sophos. He said. Okay. Sophos. It's always Sophos. No. Sophos? Okay. No. No? Not that one. Well, anyway. We'll, we'll see, if, see if we come up with the name here. Um, yeah. Warren, how, how about you? Are you running anything? 
No, definitely not antivirus. No antivirus on the Mac. Um, and I've you know been supporting people at Macs for a while. And anytime anybody's run into an issue with trying to get somewhere that they're trying to get to, either on the internet or or through something, it's always the antivirus doing something that it shouldn't be doing, which is blocking something. So. Um, I've, I've never used it. I tell people that, um, that I don't, don't use it. Um, if you run in a mixed environment, you know, between windows and Macs, I, I have, and the only times I, I, I've ran hundreds and hundreds of antivirus runs on different computers. And the only time I ever found anything was maybe like something in like a mail message from like 2001 or something like that. It's real. I've never, I've honestly never found any reason to do it. Uh, I've never seen, um, I've seen plenty of adware and uh, browser hacks on the Mac, and that's I've seen that. The worst things I've ever seen on the Mac is nothing to do with antivirus. It's a profile. Um, um, it's a profile install uh, from from somewhere, uh, and it installs a profile that you know takes over some of the things. And if you don't know where to look, that could drive you crazy because you don't know why it's doing the things that it's doing uh, on that. Um, but yeah, you know, in the chat room, um, uh, somebody said malware bytes. Um, I will definitely run that for the uh, from the for the adware, um, which is usually what I'll find. Uh, Detect X is a free one as well. Um, that's kind of a, a run at one scanner, pretty much. Um, malware bytes will try to get you to pay for it, but you can you know do a free run and uninstall it when you're done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've never you know. I personally have never seen an actual real virus on a Mac uh, in my maybe beef, and I haven't been doing this as long as some like some of you as far as Macs go. And I understand that before Mac OS 10, there was some issues, but I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen any ransomware on a Mac. I haven't seen any um, self-propagating virus on a Mac that basically will travel to another destination without you doing anything and the only time anybody really catches anything is you know if it asks for your app and password you put it in then you don't even catch something it's going to be something on their browser that's hacked um in the chat room web says he's running sofas otherwise known as sophia thanks to autocorrect um <laughs> like sophia. i run sophia too yeah um uh patrice what how about you uh, does does clean my Mac X count? Because then I'm running that every now and then. I mean, it has a malware it detection. Has a malware so never finds anything. Yeah. So never yeah. finds anything, and I'm yeah. not expecting it to. No, I mean honestly, I've I've evaluated it like on and off for years, like just just to see if it was worth it. I've never found it to be to be any 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 good, and like it it usually was worse for the system than than the benefit it brought. And the reason for that is that I mean, and, and that's true for most well, for for most antivirus systems, um, they only detect what is known. So anything that is new, it will not detect. And if you're hit by that, then you're out of luck. And Apple has a pretty good system in place to to block known things. Mm -hmm. So I I simply don't see a reason for it, and that's a Endless discussion with IT departments. Um, do we need antivirus on a Mac or not? Um, but I, I stand firmly that at least as of today, I don't see why you would need one. 
This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Quip. Better oral health made simple. Visit getquip.com slash macvoices to get your first refill free. Good health starts with good habits. Brushing your teeth first thing in the morning and last thing at night are among the most basic and easiest habits to practice. Get the most out of those habits with Quip. Quip is a smart electric toothbrush that is loved by over 7 million mouths. What makes Quip so good? First, you have timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide you to a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. Second, it's lightweight and sleek, more like a traditional toothbrush than some of those other bulky options out there. And since style is always important, Quip has reusable handles and a range of sleek metal options, including all black and all pink, as well as bright colors. There's a lot more to tell you about Quip, but for now, I want you to start taking better care of your oral health. If you go to getquip.com slash macvoices right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash macvoices. And that's spelled getquip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash macvoices. Quip, the good habits company. Thanks to Quip for their support of Mac Voices. David, since since Patrice brought up IT department, we look to you right away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, well, think of it this way: IT departments, enterprise, any any companies, they have to be they have to follow the compliance of info info security. I mean, you have to run uh, you have to run virus scan software on 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 a machine that's on an enterprise network. There's just no ways around it. And unfortunately, it's 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 can be a problem too. You know, you still got products like McAfee out there that are that are still being run and they're running on Macs, and and it's got awful horrible. I mean, it slows the machine down, it causes problems. I mean, but uh, I, you have to understand in, in that area, you have to be running something just just mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a I mean, for audit purposes. You know, you know companies mm-hmm. audit themselves. If you aren't if you aren't protecting your systems, then then you then it's shame on you. You have to have some sort of product. ESET's another one. Now McAfee's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, is one of them, and uh, there's many others. Um, personally, I don't run any any virus software on my machine at all. I I would go in Patrice's uh, place and use you know, Clean My Mac X. I've used many times, especially because it's part of Site App, uh, mm-hmm. and um, and. Uh, I have run that a few times just to see where, where the, where the malware is, but you know, then I've helped people before and, and someone called me the other day with the, with the, you know, getting that message that says you have to call this number right away because you, you've got, you have malware and you have all this crap on your, on your, on your computer. And, and he, it was playing <laughs> blaring in the background and we, but they called me. I'm like, do not call that number. Well, Whatever you do. And then push it again. Yes. Push the that's power clean, button down. That's how you clean that virus off. Yes. <laughs> And power back up. And I says, if it happens again, let me know. Uh, but, but, but yeah, uh, malware bytes. As as Brittany says, you're you're running it on your your family's machines. Yeah, that's a decent product. Uh, I know they. I think they do have a free version you can run. It, it may not clean everything, but there's no need for it to, to purchase it. But of malware overall, I, I thought yeah. there was. I could be wrong. No, Malwarebytes uh, has a free version, but you can't schedule it automatically. Like you have to open right. it and run the scan right. and let it run the and you know for, sit and do it yourself and wait. You, it right. doesn't just automate. That's what no, you pay so for. Windows, the Mac version, just to clarify, the Mac version does pressure you to buy it even for the on-demand scan. Yeah, oh, they do. Yeah, so oh, sure. even, you could just uninstall it if you don't. And like I, I was even going to mention Microsoft does have a Windows a, a Mac 
product that they're using for the enterprise too, for the, the, their, their defender product that's on, on, uh, mm-hmm. on, on windows. So, you know, there's, 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 there are, there are tools out there in the enterprise, but at home, uh, I, I just, other than maybe some, your occasional hijack uh, browser hijack that might happen. And, you know, that's relatively easy to clean. And, and I agree with Warren, there just really hasn't been any major viruses in the wild on a Mac in quite a long time. Wow. So Microsoft, you were talking about an antivirus, not a virus creation no, anti- software. That- no, antivirus. <laughs> yeah, no. Microsoft yeah. has an antivirus. <laughs> they're, they're, they're Windows Defender. They also have a Mac Defender type okay. product. So, I, I can't remember the name of so, it, but... Sometimes yeah. you could say that the Microsoft product itself is a virus, but... Yeah, it depends you know, on thinking, the product, but yes. You know, yeah. We'll say yeah. Windows, Windows 10 and Defender... Right. Is, Windows, it's built in. You don't need, I mean, these products, yeah. that's why the, these companies have moved on to other, other things. It's got a lot yeah. better since Windows 7. I, oh, 100%. Just, yeah. Windows gets the same kind of adware and browser hijacks too, but I haven't, you know, it's, they're getting better. Let's put it that way. And yeah. Some, they're trying. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it feels like they're selling arms to both sides. That's just, I can't help <laughs> it. Um, Jim, how about you? Uh, you know, are you in the camp of uh, not needing it? I've never run any antivirus software ever. Hmm. Okay, well that's pretty definitive. Um, Kelly, oh, I think you're the... except when I had a Windows machine for a while. Yeah, yeah. Kelly, you're the last one, um, and then I'll get into the chat room and and me too. But what what do you not don't bother? I do run uh, Malwarebytes on the regular. Um, I have spent time with other ones as part of the day job because I'm in IT as well. And um, most of the support that I do is for Macs. And so it's mostly making sure um, the weird phone calls that say, uh, you have a problem with your machine and we can help you fix it. Uh, don't get any further. Um, like the, the, the profitable attack vectors now on Mac OS are not viruses. It's phishing, which doesn't have anything to do with your computer necessarily, or um, the phone calls, you know, um, to to uh, tell you about the trouble with your machine, and you know you need you know I'm from tech support, and and you need help, and let's just get your visa number to get things underway, and like that's the far more profitable way for people to give you a hard time with your technology. It's not um, like the one I always think of is um, I used to get this email from somebody every once in a while that would say, "Congratulations, you just got a uh, you just got a Mac virus. Go delete a bunch of random files from your hard drive and then forward this message to everyone in your address book." Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a manual virus. Yeah, I used to get that. I used to get that about every six months. It would make a lap, and somebody would go, "Oh, Kelly, you'll get a kick out of this." Like I've never seen it before because I didn't get an email address in 1993. Um, so I've seen them. I've, I've seen that one a bunch. Um, I've run uh, things that I've dabbled in at work are Bitdefender, um, yeah. mostly Malwarebytes. We, we spend a lot of time with Malwarebytes. Um, Bitdefender, because Bitdefender has other products as well. I think they're the ones that have a VPN solution as well that you can use. Um, so I've seen it and I, I have experience with it. Um, Avast is another one that, that is still around. Uh, Climax AV is still around um, as a utility that you can run on your Mac, um, but mostly like for for day to day things, um, I will generally go download something specific, uh, run it, see what I get, and then leave. But mostly it's um, uh, the uh, malware is is the thing to worry about more than like 
actual virus stuff. Um, right. Like the mm-hmm. last time I remember being legitimately concerned about a virus was there was like the quick time auto start worm that came out on a Mac addict CD, mm. which was attached to Mac addict magazine. Cause I just couldn't resist making this reference any more dated. Um, <laughs> but I think that was the last time I remember there being like an actual virus thing that you had to actually worry about. And it was more an annoying thing than something bad was going to happen on your computer. So, um, and that so was like was- system seven Mac OS eight, like, there was one recent one that was attached to I mean, was it handbrake or something oh, god yeah it was something like yeah 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 so yeah but i mean most you know like everybody's saying most of the things you read in like you know online that say uh something about a mac virus it's always the same thing researchers you know security researchers have identified a vulnerability in blah 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 yep and to me, that's just like, um, you know what? Security researchers could find a vulnerability in anything. And, you know, that's true. It doesn't mean it's dangerous. It doesn't mean it's common. It doesn't mean it's uh, coming to you uh, in the wild. So, and, and that's what Apple does. They listen to those people and, they, and they're so quick to fix it. And they, you know, usually it's even behind the scenes with the gatekeeper. You don't even know they fix it, but they do. Right. I mean, everyone's using antivirus software, whether they know it or not, for their computers, and that's the Mac App Store. True. Yeah, that's it's a good point. Gatekeeper, too. I mean, yeah. Gatekeeper's yeah. going to say, you know, yeah. if it sees an app, to say, hey, this is not a trusted app, and it blocks mm-hmm. it. So it, it makes the user think twice before installing it. But, you know, it's very easy to bypass that just by going in security yeah. and the updates and, and saying, oh, open anyway. Yeah. Well, or, you or, by signing your, or by signing your malware. Yeah. Right. But you right. said it well, David, you know, it makes you think twice. And at right. some point, you know, that's about all we can ask for things to do. Um, I guess I'm the paranoid one of the bunch because I run both um, uh, Malwarebytes and MacScan. Um, and and I, have, I have to say, first of all, I've, I like the fact that I'm paying for both of them because both of them, therefore, are regularly updated. And that True. seems to be one of the problems with the free things. You know, they... They're hot for a little while, and then somebody loses interest, or they don't pay attention, and then if anything does get through, bang. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I respect what Patrice said, but with these to be uh, as far as previous malware problem, uh, excuse me, malware utilities always seem to cause more problems than they were worth. But mm-hmm. these two, they just sit there, they do their thing. I don't even know they're running. Um, I have found that I've I have received viruses in email attachments and everything but guess what they're windows viruses mm-hmm. so at least i can't pass them on which is not a bad thing especially if you are doing any kind of business work on your on your uh, on your laptop mm-hmm. which sort of leads me to catch up with the chat room um rich is maybe for companies with byod um david webb asked for comments on the is it nist or nist security framework um, yes, NIST. Oh, yeah, NIST. Yeah. yeah. And he says this may be a little deep into how the sausage is made. Brian says, I use McAfee provided by my ISP. Plus, I take precautions on where I download software. Needs to be a very trusted company. Otherwise, just all off the Mac App Store. Good for mm-hmm. you, Brian. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's Kelly McAfee provided. It's a good gig. Um, yeah. And Brian says, yeah, it seems not to work well since updating the Big Sur. Um, and I, I mean, where That's does McAfee, st- 
Yeah, wh- where does McAfee stand now? Is it being actively developed? It, yeah, because we're still using it. I mean, it's it's still it's. Uh, but uh, I think uh, CrowdStrike by Falcon is becoming a big uh, big product that's coming out, and I think a lot more companies are looking at that. I think we're we're, we're looking for at it because uh, McAfee's become quite a bit of bloatware, and then and, and and I made the comment in the chat there: the McAfee support for enterprises has been just getting worse and worse. Um, just and they just don't they just i don't know where they're going they were owned by intel at one point and then now and i think intel's i don't know if they spun them off or where, where, where they're at, at that point but um uh, it's, it's hard gone, to say it's gone downhill since john mcafee killed himself or was <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Who, who hasn't <laughs> had any had any dealings with that product a long time i will make a comment for for web in relates to the nist uh, cybersecurity framework it's intense. I've I've spent time where I've had to go through pages, and, and Kelly can attest to it too. Oh my God, hundreds and hundreds of pages of information and specifics on every little note. I, I when I went through that exercise, and Kelly's shaking her head too. It's just it it, it just it just makes your mind explode. There's just just so much information that you have to know about, and you know, trying to secure things in a way that that has to have following those guidelines is, is, is number one for an enterprise. Mm-hmm. And um, that's totally unrelated to like SOC two and other sorts of things yeah. that, that people have <laughs> yeah. to have to, you know, come up against. It's like, it's so overwhelming. And I think we've mentioned here before, like cybersecurity insurance as well. Like, um, you know, if you are a business and applying for business insurance, uh, one of the options that you have is like cybersecurity insurance. Like what happens if your company gets ransomware and you get locked, you know, maybe you get locked out of stuff or whatever. Um, those are right. things that that you also have to worry about. And there's a whole wave of questions that go along with that, that can a lot of times catch people flat footed, um, yep. even just on a, on a basic level, because they're very specific. Hey, I'm going to interrupt just a second. Warren has to run. Warren, thank you so much for being here. Good to see you. Continue to feel better, please. Thanks. Then uh, next Tuesday is going to be good. I'm um, okay. feeling like something's happening. So, uh, <laughs> where, we'll where can folks goes. find where can folks find you if they want to contact you between now and then? I'll be at the Apple Store probably Tuesday. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> what I meant, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, back to the future. That's where he it'll, is. It'll be in the show notes, folks. What can I tell you? He missed his cue completely. <laughs> I guess you really uh, wife was calling him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when your wife calls, you answer the phone. You right. Answer. Um so some you know, some other things I had on the list, and I'm just gonna throw them out there and see how well something's Kelly, you were saying, and I wanted to bring this up too. Um, because I know that there are some cyber insurance companies, cyber insurance policies that require you to implement two factor authentication. Right. Mm-hmm. And why mm-hmm. you wouldn't implement two-factor authentication just means you are absolutely lazy and you don't <laughs> care and you deserve whatever you get. I'm sorry, but it's just... I think you mean just, you're bad and you should feel mm. bad. I think that's where you're headed with oh. that. <laughs> and you're bad the, and, you're, thing, and you're negligent yeah. is where I was headed with the, Kelly. Yeah. The thing is, it's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, there exactly. are some services, there are some services like... Uh, Office 365, for example, where it's these days really easy to do two-factor, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of services out there where like it's it's not even an option at all. 
or yeah. or it doesn't work as well. I mean, well, start with your any- WordPress sites. Like that's that's like one of the things I'm trying to secure. And like, it's a pain. Well, I think Chuck, that's what you're saying. Like, take the take take the opportunity when it's afforded you. Like, Absolutely. not everything has two factor, and not everything even has the capability for it. But for the things mm-hmm. that do, it's getting easier all the time to implement those things. iOS 15's iCloud Keychain now has a way to manage time-based one-time passwords. So if you are getting a text a text message sent to you with that six-digit number in it, you don't even have to do that anymore. You can let iCloud Keychain manage that for you. Um, there's, you know, you um, a thing that I like to tell people a lot, Chuck, if we're going to talk about it, a thing that, that I like to tell people that we remind people about on Security Friday over at TDO as well is, Um, you can use any, most of the time you can use any authenticator app you want, and you can put more than Mm -hmm. one account in that authenticator. So if you have Google authenticator installed and set up for your Google stuff, you can use it for your Microsoft stuff too. Mm -hmm. If Microsoft authenticator, you can set it up for Google. You can set it up for Facebook. You can set up Authy and use Authy to manage all of those two-factor authentication situations for you. Um, there's a lot of easy ways to do it. Uh, I know 1Password has it built in. I think um, either LastPass or Bitwarden has it built in as well that you can use yeah. it to Secrets automatically. Secrets as well. Uh, Secrets has it. Um, mm-hmm. There are a whole lot of ways to make two-factor stuff available. And when you don't have the opportunity for two-factor, uh, that's your chance to stop and think about, um, is, is this a service I need to continue to use? Uh, like if it's personal stuff, you know, am I giving my credit card to somebody that doesn't even have two-factor against my mm-hmm. account, like what are they doing with my information otherwise, that kind of thing, um, or or find alternatives and let them know, like I'm I'm done with you. I know more than one person who has uh, switched banks because they're like, uh, having a six character password is shenanigans. You're not keeping my data safe with six character maximums mm-hmm. on passwords. That's not, that's not a thing. So, um, you know, so I'm moving to a place that takes my security, that, that takes protecting my data seriously. And, you know, financial data is nothing to screw with. So, yeah, that's absolutely like, you know, that sounds completely reasonable to me. If you're using bank software that says, you know, and you give it a seven character password and it goes, nope, um, maybe think twice about banking with them. Uh, and I I think that but I think there's a whole lot of like there's feedback that goes into that as well. Like, go tell them, like, I'm moving because your security people don't couldn't <laughs> bit defend their way out of a wet paper sack. Like, no, thanks. So, you yeah. know, like the, it, there, there's, like you said, Chuck, there's no excuse for it in a lot of cases. And, mm-hmm. and it's also yeah. just sort of a thing you kind of have to review for yourself. Like um, everything from Facebook has a two-factor option. So, you know, if you're like, oh, well, what do I do about my Instagram account? They have two-factor. Mm-hmm. I know they, I know they do because I use it yeah. um, sure. for the few times I go to yeah. It totally works. But, but there are, and, I said, there are some examples where it just doesn't work. Like I, I haven't, like, I haven't tried PayPal recently. As of, I want to say a year ago, PayPal's two-factor system was like crap. It did not, like half of the time it didn't work at all. Yeah, I barely use PayPal like through their app or anything. So I haven't Hmm. had it. uh, I haven't had it work for me very well at all either. The next episode of Mac Voices continues our discussion of cybersecurity topics for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. We touch on why your security practices can affect others We talk about debit and credit card usage and how to protect yourself and software updates. That's all next time on Mac Voices. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching.
Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.